Comprehensive, relevant, and insightful conversations about health and medicine happen here on MedStar Health Doc Talk. At MedStar Health, advancing surgical services is a constant evolution. Investing in facilities, technology, training, and even getting the right people on board to build this premier surgical program. Today, we're talking with Dr. David Stein, Chief of Surgery for the Baltimore region of MedStar Health, about how advancing technology in the OR benefits patients. I'm your host, Mike Shu. Welcome to Doc Talk. And Dr. Stein, welcome to you. Why, thank you. Thanks for having me, Mike. That, that, that was a mouthful there, uh, you know, uh, to basically kind of have constant improvement to help those who run through the OR, um, including something that's 82,000 square feet. What, what are we talking about there? We're, we're talking about a brand new freestanding building that was built that has 14 operating rooms, 28 pre-op bays, uh, COVID-ready in terms of negative uh, pressure rooms. It opened at the right time. It opened at the right time. It was uh, good foresight, honestly. Um, the modern waiting rooms are no longer like the big waiting rooms where everyone's together. It's all sort of like little alcoves here and there. Again, COVID-friendly. That was an unanticipated <laughs> plan, but it really was a build that involved, and this is the best part about it, everybody right. from technicians to environmental services to nursing to physicians to anesthesia yeah the architect was probably involved a little bit but for the most part it was how do we make a space work that keeps the patient in mind and keeps the staff in mind and makes everything just hum well people talk about consensus all the time and then whoever the the dominant figure is does whatever they want it seems a lot of times anyway and you're saying in this case consensus actually worked consensus worked i i will i will uh Nothing to do with technology, but one of the issues that had come up in discussions was staff lounge, right? So most well, operating rooms have, have lounges, right? And in the original design, there were a nursing lounge, an anesthesia lounge. A cert like, it was a little bit strange, but I was new at MedStar. When we opened, we decided we weren't going to have the different lounges. They weren't we made them labels. agnostic. Yes. They were lounge. just lounges. Yeah. And then what we did is we sort of watched who congregated where, and then name them appropriately. <laughs> um, so there's one general lounge where everybody seems to hang. And then there's an area where a lot of the clinicians tend to work. So that became the clinician workspace. Sure. And then there's another area where the same day nursing all hang out. And sort of it was consensus, but it wasn't asked. Oh, nice. And well, I would imagine, you know, happy staff is always good. And it makes it an inviting place to work. I mean, if I'm not correct, this is sort of your primary workspace now um, yes and and how does it differ from perhaps um facilities you worked at many moons ago at the start of your career that were not um as modern yes uh so it, you know it's nice to have plugs and plug things in no uh, it's never been that bad like there's certain yeah. regulatory components um that are required in operating rooms sure. in terms of things like air exchange rates and the ventilation systems and the safety systems and the fire systems and those are all standard. Square footage, though, is not. And I will say one of the nicest things about the new pavilion is how big every operating room is. You know, if you think about the operating room, it's a sterile environment. You know, the gowns, the glove, all the drama. People see it on TV. But, like, some of them are tight. And if you're trying to keep a sterile field, you know, people are walking and trying not to contaminate it. Like, not an issue. Like, like in these operating rooms, they're spacious. 
And what's great about that also is new equipment comes out and you got to wheel in some new device that was just built yesterday and it's a prototype and we can do that. And, you, and we have, have the room, you right? Have the real yeah. estate. Which, you know, it's, it's all about real estate, I guess. It's really true. It's about square footage and space. Um, I also think it's the purpose of why we all do what we do. We want to make our patients better, our surgical patients better, whether it's orthopedics, ear, nose, and throat, urology, colorectal surgery, which is my first love, general surgery, bariatric surgery. Like, so that's our purpose. And when you have an environment that links and really achieves that purpose for all the staff, it's a home run. Sounds like it. Um, and just to remind people, we're talking about this is located where? So this is at MedStar Franklin Square Medical Center in East Baltimore County, and it is adjacent to Franklin Square Medical Center. And MedStar has invested over the past decade at least $300 million of capital improvements into this campus. And I would take this campus over any other campus in the MedStar system. Yes, I'm biased, but I would. <laughs> you may get in trouble for saying that. You know, yeah, I'll get in trouble because I'm regional, so the other sites are going to be mad at me. But I still... But you can take it. I can take it. Right? Yeah, well, but it's nice to be to be proud of something. And, uh, you know, even if, if it is excellent, well, then why not? You know, but the patient rarely gets to say, well, I want to go to the new surgical pavilion. Do they? No, but the vibe is much better. Like, if you think about it, if you come in and you come into, you know, a circular driveway that drops you off and you walk in and you're greeted nicely and automatically somebody takes you right to the back. And instead of being in a busy area where there's a lot of noise, you're escorted into a private room with, again, there are designers who pick the color schemes and all that and whatever color schemes are appropriate to keep people comfortable were chosen. But that actually subconsciously makes your experience much better. Yeah. You know, you're sitting, COVID notwithstanding, you're sitting with a family member discussing your issue or, or the surgery you're going to have with your family member and your physician right before the surgery in a private venue. That's not common in most places. Most pre-op holding areas as people come in, it's hustle bustle, it's noisy, it's chaos. Not the case in the pavilion. That's nice. very patient-centric. Well, I've been reminded that that, that uh, patients now are shopping for hospitals, particular ones, uh, particular sites, and particular doctors. And I guess if you have a doctor that practices at different places, you may be able to say, you know, hey, Dr. Bob, or, you know, hey, Dr. David, I would rather have this done here at the surgical pavilion. And that's because they totally are the practice agree. there. No problem. Yeah. Well, I, I know as, as someone who's spent some time in medical waiting rooms, they're, they're sometimes not the nicest place for the family member to be. So, uh, you know, the, the overall experience is not just the patient sometime either. Yes, it's absolutely true. And that goes to communication. And one of the things that were also designed in the pavilion was the ability to connect in consultation rooms built mm -hmm. off the main waiting room with patient family members. So in real time, you can have the desk bring somebody into the consultation room and either remotely or in person, again, COVID has changed some of our practices, uh, you can say, here's the update. You also have a computer screen there uh, where you can say, this is the imaging we looked at. This is what I see in mom. This is what we're going to do. If it's an orthopedic case, this is the spine issue that we're going to fix if it's a neurosurgical case. So it really allows the connection between family, physician, all while the patient is undergoing. Which is important because oftentimes the, the, the patient, for whatever reason, may be nervous and may not be paying attention. That a lot of times it's the family member who are really acting as sort of the data buffer there of going, okay, this is what he said or this is what she said in terms of your treatment. Especially after, you know. Yeah, um, especially after. Yes. <laughs> right, because number one, you're groggy. Yeah. Uh, number two, there is the anesthetic on board, which may impact yep. how your recall. 
And then the key is to make sure the family member or the person with you knows exactly what occurred. Right. Okay. So the advancements in surgery um, come along. What makes the advancements in surgery versus uh, um, the different types of procedures or robotics or equipment that lends itself well to this particular pavilion? So if you look at, let's talk imaging. Um, There's a couple of really cool things in the pavilion. And one of them is what we call a hybrid room. Hybrid rooms exist. Hybrid rooms are a combination operating room and interventional radiology procedure room. And our hybrid room is beyond state of the art. So almost, the movie was Minority Report. You can take the image, uh, somebody has a lung mass, and you can take their CAT scan and post it. And then as the person's on the table, you can shoot another image and superimpose that to kind of look at, okay, here's what I'm looking at. Here's the vasculature. Now we're going to go after it in a certain way. That's really cool. Even for me, that's really, you know, as a colorectal surgeon, I don't get to do things like that, but that's cool. Um, For vascular surgery, to be able to take the image of an angiogram to look for where the lesion is in a blood vessel and spin it to look, okay, so if I approach it this way, I can get it that way. But, oh, I see there's another branch to the left. You can't do that in most rooms. Flip it to more of my world, uh, colorectal surgery, colon cancer, gallbladders, things like that. With the imaging, you can now light up different parts of the anatomy by changing the wavelength of light. It's pretty cool stuff. And and you need a a state-of-the-art space and room and support structure to make that happen. Correct. My favorite part of the building is actually sterile processing. Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah. So if you think about, like, where does the equipment get sterilized? The instrumentation, how does it go? How does it work? Like, you kind of know it's in the background, but... It's a state-of-the-art sterile processing unit, which means that you walk in and it's like all these fancy machines. And, you know, there's um, most ORs have what we call a, a dirty elevator, like like in the back. Nobody sees it, but like the equipment goes down a certain area. You don't want to contaminate anything else. So in the pavilion, the dirty elevator opens, the stuff gets right in the assembly line, it goes through the washers, and then it goes to the next phase and the next phase. But there are tracking boards everywhere. The staff down there sees what's happening in real time. It's cool. And by dirty elevator, you don't mean literally a dirty elevator. You just mean an elevator. The, yeah, the elevator not. that is designed to take the d- dirty or used equipment. Correct. Yeah, no, it's a pretty clean elevator. You yeah, wouldn't but tell. You just want to yeah. make sure that, because you see it near my but a lot of other people like her. You know, wow, it's, it's, they keep a, a dirty elevator yeah, in the like, pavilion? Yeah, that would be strange. Right, yeah. but it's just. It's, we call, it's, yeah, anything that's been utilized correct. and is not sterile, we call dirty. It's nomenclature, but it doesn't necessarily mean horror movie. No, yeah, definitely not a horror movie. And you could probably swab it and you wouldn't even grow any bacteria out of it. But for our purposes, since sterility means really sterile, yes. anything else is we call dirty. Well, and it's that whole thing that once hospital systems started to pay attention to how contamination infection was getting into people even when they thought they were doing a good job it is something like this of what you speak is just one more level of making sure that the bad stuff stays away and sterility is correct is kept so and even within a sterile operating room um, the reason air flows there's there's different aspects of airflow again not to bore people but i find this stuff out. this is what we're talking yeah, about this yeah. is the whole idea yes. so there's air exchange rates yes which by what we call the Joint Commission, the regulatory body of all U.S. hospitals, should be 20 exchanges per hour. That means within the room, that air gets cycled out 20 times per hour. The ORs at Franklin Square are 28 changes per hour. But there's also something called laminar flow, where the air comes down from the ceiling 
on top of the patient. And then the return vents are along the floors. So that, you know, if you think about mm -hmm. if you poured water down and it goes to the side, yeah. so that nothing stays on the operative field. The air is constantly pushing it out. And then it doesn't go anywhere else. And it's, it's clean air coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So you have clean air coming in, coming straight down onto the patient's area so that it's blowing things away from the patient. And then what happens is it goes, you know, back into the returns where it gets filtered and purified and all that kind of stuff. A lot of good tech. Really good tech. And and that improves patient safety and outcomes. And you, I think you talked about some of it is the, the communication technology was built into the design right from the jump. Yes. And that, that helps. It across. helps the physicians, the families, the patients, the pre-op holding knows what's going on in the OR upstairs, et cetera. So then um, is this a case where at the surgical pavilion you have uh, – all of a sudden, doctors who now like no, I, I they they want to come get, get the practicing privileges to come here and yeah. So so there's there's a thing called block time. Yes, that uh, we have a block committee. When you are a surgeon, um, you have time that's allocated to you in the pavilion. Like you know, Mondays from seven to three is my day. That's called a block because so many people have requested block time. We have gotten stricter on our utilization policies. And so if you're not a high utilizer, we're taking away your block time because there is demand. So oh, it's a good problem to have. It's a great problem to have. Well, but also, it, it, why wouldn't someone want to work in the, the nicest state-of-the-art, brand-new, you know, facility that, you know, good outcomes are more likely to happen? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's... It's a win-win-win. It's a triple, right? It, it's a win for patients and their families. It's a win for the OR staff, and it's a win for the surgeons. That's cool. Um, so talk to me a bit about your team and the expertise that the surgeons and the rest of the OR team and how they go about their So, jobs. yeah, I mean, so we, we're really a full-service operating room medical center. Uh, orthopedics, neurosurgery, bariatric, weight loss surgery, general surgery, gallbladders, et cetera, colorectal surgery, uh, ear, nose, and throat, urology. There's not a lot we don't do. And so I think the docs that we've been recruiting and building, um, cancer surgery, the use of robotics in everything from orthopedics to hepatobiliary surgery to colorectal surgery to bariatric surgery is really state-of-the-art. But State of the art, you know, it's like you can drive something that's really, really cool in state of the art, but if it breaks down all the time, that's not good either. <laughs> but getting the team trained to keep pushing, you know, I kind of tell everybody every day, like, we want to be better than we were the day before. And that means we have to look in the mirror. You have to think about what we did and can we get better? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't think that way, you never improve. Yeah. And so the whole idea is a culture of continuous improvement. It doesn't mean you're bad. It just means we can be better. And in I quote Vince Lombardi all the time. One of my favorite quotes is, um, if you chase perfection, you will catch excellence. And, you know, that's what I tell people. Like, Good is the enemy of great. Exactly. Yeah. But I want to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just like, yeah, why settle for good if you, if, if great is achievable? Yeah. I, think I, I mean, the, and that's the, and, and then the audacious goal, and I'm not bashful about it, is I think with the team we have in place, with the physicians we have in place, with the facilities we have in place, we are really poised to become the premier clinical surgical program in the region. And what will be your, what will be your measurement of that? How will you know? I will know that when you're overhearing a conversation in a supermarket where somebody's talking to somebody and they said, yeah, I had a pain. Where'd you go? Oh, I went to a meds. I went to Franklin square. That's culture. When, when, when the word on the street is sort of, that's mm -hmm. where you go, then you're good. 
Yeah, I think yeah, the Japanese call it Kansai, which is the you know, continual improvement. And what a great goal to have. And it's nice that to be able that you're able to say that. Yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I think, you know, all of us, you know, there's mission, there's vision, there's values, there's all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, it's what's your true north, right? And it's really for MedStar and for the pavilion, it's how we treat people. It's not just our patients. It's our docs, it's our nurses, it's our staff, our associates. And it's driving that whole group forward. And that's what's fun. And it's fun doing it in a really nice place that's airy and beautiful and nice as well. Yeah, that doesn't hurt at all, yeah. does it? Well, yeah. it's, it's good. well, it's good for everybody. Yeah. I'm sure there's some places that are uh, you've seen that may be good for doctors, maybe not as much for the patients or vice versa. And uh, it sounds to me like you've, you've, you've hit the trifecta. Yeah, it's also some of that is attitude and where it comes from. Um, I, I, I have trained at an institution where there is a sign, literally there's a sign in the operating room, that says through these portals past the greatest surgical team in the world. Now, one can argue, what does that mean? And are they really the greatest surgical team in the world? We used to make a lot of fun of ourselves. That Look at us. We're the greatest surgical team in the world. But there's a little bit of that doc attitude, esprit de corps thing, but it was very physician-focused. Mm-hmm. Nobody else mattered in that model. And I think that's archaic. I think really it's about our patients. And then the only way to achieve great outcomes is our patients are our partner, but that means our team is our partner, and that means we're all working together. And that's really important. The whole OR team feels that way. So we've been talking with Dr. David Stein, Regional Director of Surgery for MedStar Health in Baltimore. Dr. Stein, thank you for sharing your expertise here on MedStar Health Doctor. To find out more about our services or to find the best surgeon for you, go to medstarhealth.org and click Find a Doctor.